Hello, my name is Rob Dando from Finally Agency, and I'm your host of the Engine Room podcast, where we dive under the hood of engineering and manufacturing businesses to see how we can drive success through digital marketing. So on this week's episode, I'm joined by Matt Blakely, who is Network Development Manager of Smart Manufacturing Alliance. So welcome along, Matt. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me along. No sure. problems. Appreciate you giving up time. So, yeah, I guess, um, you know, this this podcast is is uh, listened to for hopefully many people in, in manufacturing engineering and, and those that want to kind of understand, you know, different parts and aspects to it. So for those people that don't know uh, what Smart Manufacturing Alliance is all about, you know, can you give us a, a kind of introduction? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Smart Manufacturing Alliance um, has been established for just over a year now. So we're based in, in and around Cambridgeshire and Peterborough. Um, with the sole purpose of promoting, growing and supporting manufacturers in that neck of the woods. Uh, but our work goes much wider than that. So we recognise that businesses don't see geographic boundaries like politicians do and other organisations do. So um, we want to work with businesses that want to be better tomorrow than they are today in really simple terms um, and support UK manufacturing and making the Cambridgeshire area and the surrounding areas as successful as possible in that space. Cool, cool. So, I mean, you know, what is, is it a group of people? Is it businesses? I mean, you know, what, what's it all about? Yeah, we're a membership organisation. So we've uh, we've got some funding from our combined authority, so the local authority body across Cambridgeshire and Peterborough. Um, but we're growing a membership base. Um, we're around a network of about 100 businesses with a membership of around 30, uh, growing all the time and looking to help connect businesses together to see how we can support them, connect them into the relevant stakeholders in the area and look for those opportunities where they can really make the most of their business opportunities that are here on the doorstep. Yeah, um, great, great to hear. You know, obviously I've been running the business for, for many years and always believed in, in kind of those sorts of networks and, and groups of people. I mean, obviously something that you're, you're clearly passionate about and, and, and your role must be heavily involved in, in speaking to all these people and joining them up. So, I mean, you know, for, for someone that's listening, thinking, is it for me? What, what would you say? Yeah, I think it's for any business. I think uh, in Cambridgeshire alone, there's 3,000, over 3,000 manufacturing businesses, which in a fairly small county, you'd think that's uh, unusual. Um, and a lot of the businesses operate under the radar. They're doing some really good work. But the ability to connect with those people on your doorstep and look for those opportunities that are around about you are great. And we've already seen that in the short time that we've been in existence. We've been able to marry businesses up together. We've been able to link our networks and connect businesses to other businesses that we know, not even manufacturers, but potential customers and clients. Um, in fact, this morning on, on LinkedIn, they will share a post of a, of a business that we've connected to. Um, a potential customer and they've just got a display stand of their wares going into a, a local garden centre. So it's those kind of things that you can do through networks and through connecting people and understanding where people are coming from. It's not just, when you see smart manufacturing lines, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's high-tech manufacturing. But basically, you've got a process. It's been about being smart about how you run your manufacturing business. It's not about whether you have robots or wonderful artificial intelligence in there. It's just being the best manufacturing business you can be. And we've got a team of people that have got years and years of experience of working in manufacturing who can help you and support you and give you some guidance and support. Um, but also people like me that are out there connecting and joining the dots together for people. Yeah, I think, you know, it's really important. It's, I mean, we, we, we obviously work in the engineering manufacturing space ourselves and, and it is something that I, it doesn't seem as 
prominent as maybe another industry. So as in as marketing agencies, you know, that we're very into partnerships, we're into networks, you know, I'm actually a member of multiple different networks and often, you know, opportunities are shared. I think even a lot of people go into these sorts of things thinking, oh, but my competitors might be there or, you know, people are going to find out something. And I think, um, you know, it's breaking that down because it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, like there's enough work out there for everyone. And I feel like you're not always going to be able to answer everybody's questions. And, and for me, as, a, as, an, as an individual, sorry, I actually, if I can't help somebody, I would like to be able to refer them to someone that might be able to. And, and the only way you can do yeah. that is having yeah. that network around you. Yeah, absolutely. It hit the nail on the head. I think there's, like I said, there's lots of businesses and businesses have got to the size and scale that they are because there's enough work out there and their competitors down the road have done exactly the same. So it's not like they're, yeah, there might be some sensitivities in there in terms of clients that you're working with, but we're not talking about that. We're just talking about um, developing and growing businesses. And I talk quite a lot about the idea of a business ecosystem where things like developing talent for manufacturers is so important as a sector where you see staff move from business to business, not as a bad thing, but as a real positive thing yeah. for the sector because those skills and relationships that they develop will come back in a circular fashion and benefit your business down the line. And what you impart and invest in your team is going to benefit the manufacturing business down the road. And it's all part of creating a, a really sustainable sector for the UK manufacturing as a whole, really. Yeah, and I just think sometimes it's nice to have a group of people that are like-minded and, you know, you can share problems with and, and kind of like, you know, someone's probably been there and done that and, and might have some support for you, um, you know, and if not, you know, as it is, a, you know, problem shared is a problem halved and all that, you know, so it's good to just have a sounding board, you know, that's not necessarily your internal team or, you know, your, your go-to advisors. Yeah, yeah, we, we we do quite a lot of that and try and get businesses to come and talk at our events about their lived experience because you can get all the academics in the world or people that can talk about theory, but until you live and breathe it and have the, the battle scars really to, from that experience, that's really powerful for other businesses that are just about to step on that same journey or going through that same journey to learn from. Um, and again, part of the network is we're able to connect a business that's got a real passion for developing their sustainability and a business that's been on that journey for the last three years. So different sectors, but go and have a chat and see what you can learn from each other and where you're trying to get to and where they've been and what the pitfalls, what are the key learning points from, from what they've gone through um, are. And it, I think that's some of the real power, like you say, of that peer-to-peer -peer learning and opportunity. And, and how do you find those people unless you're in a network like the Alliance or the other ones that are, are out there, there's lots of them up and down the country in the manufacturing space, and they're really important. Yeah, no, definitely. And and so, do you, do you put on events, or is it this all virtual? Yeah, it's been it's been challenging. We were established, obviously, um, kind of mid pandemic, so April last year. So it's it's been a real challenge in terms of events and schedules. Um, we launched officially with a launch event last October, um, and we've done a mixture of events face-to-face -face and online events but a lot of that is as I say it's around thought leadership so getting people thinking about the challenges that are out there in the sector so we're doing a lot of work around industry forum productivity at the moment we talk a lot about sustainability and the challenges there um, and trying to get people along to, to a network but also to just to get their head off the desk a little bit and think about what challenges their business has in front of them yeah um, and how they can get creative and um, I think yeah that, that's really important for me is that we get particularly in that SME space, people are very busy running their businesses, and rightly so, and that's that's great. But actually, there's a real value of spending some time working on your business rather than just in it 
and uh, and that's where we come in and hopefully share some some insight and some ideas that can help stimulate that conversation. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it, it's always tricky, isn't it? As a business owner, you you do kind of get stuck in 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 the, the trenches, really, like oh, fight or firefighting or trying to come up this. And actually, sometimes it's really hard to have that objective view and, and step back. But you know, really important for business growth is to do that very thing. You know, take two or three steps back take a deep breath, have a look at the business and go, okay, well, what are we doing well? What are we not doing so well? How can we change those things and, and you know, therefore stimulate growth? Yeah, and, I mean, especially at the moment, there's so much chaos going on in the world. It seems like we're lurching from one chaos and yeah. challenge to the next one, whether it be supply chain, whether it be energy costs and what have you. Um, and that's where, like you say, the, the value of just stepping back and being able to assess what's going on you factor in the longer term challenges that are around there around sustainability and, and net zero and what your supply chain is going through down the line, it, it becomes um, almost overwhelming, but taking that time is really important. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously you're very lucky that you get to speak to, you know, lo- lots of different businesses. Um, I mean, what what's the kind of, what the hot topics at the moment? What's, what's the trends? <laughs> uh, so we're seeing lots of challenges around recruitment and getting the right skills into businesses. Yeah. I think that's, something we echo and hear around. Um, I was chatting to somebody last week at Mac uh, 22 uh, just about how great it was to see kids in there being inspired by engineering so creating that future workforce. And there's a lot of people nervous around what that future looks like for UK manufacturing. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, I and mean, that's a topic that I've been involved in myself and, and talking to, to people. It's hard, isn't it? But I think engineering and manufacturing has got this, like, unfortunately, bad rep. And I think people think, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a... You know, you're going to put a boiler suit on, go in some dirty factory, come out covered in oil. And, and you know, I think there's a greater, wider perspective that's just not being seen by the, the younger generation, which is there's marketing roles in engineering. There's, you know, finance roles. There's there's all yeah. sorts of roles other than engineers. But even so, you know, look at look at Formula One, look at the, you know, some of the precision stuff that's been done and some of the great successes that's happening from the UK, you know, day in, day out. I think somehow collectively we've, we need to get this voice, uh, you know, point in the right direction to, to kind of make people of that younger generation really excited. And, and like yourself, seeing, you know, teenagers walking around Mac and, and asking questions and looking at engines and looking at robots, it was, you think, well, you know, that's cool. Yeah, and it's difficult to go somewhere like that and not be inspired, is it, when you see the, the huge amount of kit that's in there that's working, that's living and live in front of your eyes. No dirty uh, oil inside, was there? Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Um, and you see, I mean, we see it with the business that we work with. Yeah, there's your traditional engineering businesses in, in our part of the world, but there's people that are doing groundbreaking work that are making everything from EV charging points to surgical implants to um, robots that are being able to control remotely and doctors operating on people on the other side of the world and people using HoloLens technology to use augmented reality. And uh, one guy I was saying was actually one of the skills that they're really lacking in, in the sector at the moment, particularly around Formula One, is computer coding and programming. Yeah. Um, and that's not boiler suits and, no. <laughs> and greasy fingers, is it? That's, uh, that's a completely different skill set, but something that maybe those computer graduates aren't looking for those careers because they don't know that they're out there or the opportunities are there. I just don't think as a, as a sector that we're really signposting it that well either. You know, like there's no one, or maybe there are, look, there are many great people out there trying to do some stuff, but I think we need to try and connect those people um, and have a greater voice. I know uh, 
um, you know, and, and listeners to this podcast will, will know people like Andrea Wilson, uh, you know, and fighting for the support UK manufacturing cause that we're involved in and, and trying to promote this out there to the wider, you know, wider yeah. people to just say, look, you know, UK manufacturing is really big right now. You know, a lot of reshoring going on. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of high tech stuff, some really cool stuff, you know, um, and we just need to to make more of a noise, but more of a collective noise. Yeah, and we have just been having a conversation this morning um, with a company up in Newcastle that are doing some really cutting edge technology, but in that university spin out space, and they're doing a lot of work in and around Cambridge and the innovation capital, making sure that our manufacturing stays in the UK and stays in the local area. And obviously, we want that to stay as close to Cambridge as possible, but keeping it in the UK is absolutely key. Um, but it is it's cutting edge. I think that we're the seventh largest manufacturing economy in in the world, so we're not um, tin pot any stretch of the imagination. But the perception is that we're not a manufacturing country anymore. Yeah, mm. it's clearly when you dig under the surface that it's there. And I think there are a lot of manufacturers that hide their light under a bushel, um, which is where marketing, joining networks, sharing what you're doing is really important because that allows you to to grow. It allows you to be um, to have longevity in your business and keep keep winning new work and, and succeeding as a business yeah no definitely so yeah i mean i'm, a, I'm with you there on, on kind of talent and recruitment so yeah, what's the what's the other trending topics in the networks yeah energy's a energy's a huge one hmm. i think at the moment everybody's anxiously looking at um, energy charts and graphs we've got a we've got an energy buying club starting for our members in the next few weeks as well so we're looking forward to going live with that and trying to alleviate some of that pressure Supply chain is still an issue. I think Brexit's still not washed through. There's still issues around so that. It got swept under the carpet, it. didn't it? You know, the pandemic came along and, and yeah, Boris was out partying and then, then Putin started a war. You know, like the Brexit yeah. kind of was like, what, what, what happened to that thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's still causing uh, challenges and I think well, that export market is, is something that needs working through. But yeah. We're obviously yeah, privy to it here. You know, we're uh, we're obviously uh, down in Kent, so uh, I get to drive past the, the the car park, which is once previously known as the M20. Um, you know, so <laughs> that's just that's, <laughs> lorries parked there for days on end. Uh, sadly, yeah, you're seeing it day in day out, aren't you? The, yeah. the, the real world impact of Brexit, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I think every business that we speak to that uh, are exporting have got some challenges. But even just similarly from the supply chain of getting the raw materials in and getting access to things like semiconductors and, and chips and anything that's coming from the Far East. I think pandemic had an issue, but then yeah. it caused another layer on top of that. So you've got kind of a perfect storm almost of supply chain chaos that's, that's really hampering businesses. Do you think, it, people are, do you think it's actually, you know, causing, you know, the, your members, are they kind of trying to now bring those supply chains back close to home and where they can? Yeah, we're having a lot. Of, we've had quite a few of those conversations of where, we know businesses that are doing something that's similar and it's like, just have a chat that you've been shipping in, whether it's circuit boards or electronics or whatever it might be. And the raw material or the, the product they've been buying in is coming from abroad. There's definitely an appetite to have that conversation closer to home. It might be a little bit more expensive, but it's less risky. Yeah. They can control the quality a little bit better. They can build a relationship. They can work in collaboration. They can work on new projects. It's much more dynamic for them, so there's definitely an appetite for for reshoring if you um, across a whole raft of different areas of manufacturing. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I guess you know, go back to kind of your primary purpose then in building networks. I guess that 
you know, it gives great opportunities for companies to have those conversations to understand, you know, who's near them or who's, you know, within a certain geographical remit that can actually help out. And maybe they've got spare supply, maybe they've got spare capacity, and, and they can kind of use that to help each other grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we work quite closely with NAME, that's the New Anglia Advanced Manufacturing and Engineering Hub, which is over in Norfolk and Suffolk as well. So we've got that broader regional span as well. So we can have that conversation, not just in Cambridge, but slightly further afield. They've got a brilliant scheme looking at talent sharing. So they've got some seasonal businesses that shop work, uh, share workers. In the summer when that one business is quiet, they go and work for the busier business and vice versa. Um, so it's those kind of initiatives that networks like name like Smart Manufacturing Alliance can can develop and and really support and sustain manufacturing and make it as successful as possible. Yeah, no, sounds really good. So obviously, you know, your networks is based around Cambridge. Um, you know, but for those listeners that are listening to this and they're not around there, can't join it, I guess you'd still advocate for them to find something of a similar ilk in their area. Yeah, there's there's a whole raft of them dotted up and around the country. Um, I mean, we're on social media, so we're more than happy for people to follow. We've got followers from all over the world on our LinkedIn profile um, and on our Twitter handle. So um, Smart Manufacturing Alliance on LinkedIn and Smart MFGA on, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, there's uh, the Northwest Manufacturing Alliance or something in the Northeast, and we're more than happy to sign those people if they want to get in touch and they're not, not aware of what's on their doorstep. Um, similarly, we've got some... Um, grant support programs that are national so we can work with businesses we've been over to Tewkesbury we've been out to um, Great Yarmouth in Norfolk so we've been all over the kind of the Midlands really but we can we can travel just about anywhere to support businesses with that industry four angle as well yeah no sounds really good Matt honestly it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, thanks again for giving up your time so for people listening if they do want to reach out and connect with you I know you you just mentioned the LinkedIn and Twitter um, it, you know is there a website is, is there good places to go yeah, so the website's sma-uk.co.uk um, where it's got all the details and contact details for the team and, and myself. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and, and Twitter as well. So, But yeah, check out those pages and get in touch if there's anything that's, that's of interest and you want to connect and, and see what we're doing and get involved. That'd be great. No problems. Well, I hopefully um, everyone's enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure, no doubt, you'll get some people interested in having that conversation. So again, thanks very much for your time and uh, look forward to speaking to you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Great. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.